At the intersection of the supernatural and the quantifiable, three wayward souls find themselves facing a world of the unknown and the unexplained. Who among us can navigate the flickering boundaries between the paranormal and the scientific, and the questionable gray area in between? This is Parascience, a new actual play podcast from Infinity Brick, where we're telling stories our own way. turn the corridor into this dim and eerie chamber, you find yourself overwhelmed by a pulsing light. A formless, frothing light that fills the chamber and gleams across every inch of your being. Pulsing, shifting light that is indescribable in every way possible, and in the dim caverns of this underground chamber, it illuminates absolutely nothing. Illuminating nothing but the part of your mind that screams at you. Come closer. Come closer. But there is a man in your way. So who wants to go first? Do I shoot him? Um, can you... Is What else is going on in this room? Like, what's it kind of look like? Just so I have an idea. I know, obviously, there is a thing in front of us, and there's a man in front of that. But, like, everything else. This chamber is pretty wide, and it is pretty long. It is made of a thick uh, underground concrete. The walls kind of go straight up curve up at a diagonal and then uh, flatten off as a roof. So I guess the room is uh, pentagon shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a, a large center trough in the center that is full of water. Uh, that is the black water that you have uh, seen so many times before in these tunnels. Uh, the water is, of course, rushing backwards toward the entrance that you find yourself standing in. Uh, there are a couple of uh, what you can presume are enforced columns in this room. Uh, it is full of this kind of dull pulsing light that I described in the intro. Uh, it is shifting colors and it is hard to really pinpoint what shade it is at any given moment. At the center forward of the room, however, there is a clear and definite source of the light where it is the brightest, although still very indescribably dim. Okay. And in front of it is a silhouetted man. <clears throat> so there's space around the side of the trough for walking, essentially. There absolutely is. Um, and the water is coming from the light source? The source of the water and the source of the light are the same. Okay. I launch into full Rod Serling voice. <laughs> Just go for it. Uh... Let We're me... about to meet a man, played by William Shatner. He will see something <laughs> on the wing of a plane. Is it there? No, it's not. Twilight Zone. Jules, let me let me get him out of the way first. That's a that's a civilian. I'm not a cop. I don't know why I thought civilian, but that's. He's Are you sure you're not a cop? Yes, he's not a cop. Extremely so. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm gonna yeah. So I'm gonna go around the edge of the room. Um, I- I'm gonna go like, ahead and go mirror Saint on the other side. Okay. Um, I'm approaching kind of like cautiously, like I if also like I want him to hear me coming but not be startled by me. So I'm not trying to roll stealth. I'm trying to like approach carefully, like one might approach a animal. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm doing the approach. The, the important part is there, I'm not trying to roll some kind of, like, stealth thing. Because I don't have anything like that, so that wouldn't help me. Famously um, thunderous, St. Garcia Flores. Uh, middlingly loud, I would say. Um, much like myself. Uh, I So that's all, is I'm trying to... I want to see if he notices me coming, like if I get his attention by approaching. Um, I want to get him out of the way so we can deal with whatever he's standing in front of, basically. Sure. You kind of uh, shuffle forward uh, to his side where anybody else would be able to notice you out of their peripherals. Uh, He does not pick up on your presence. Okay. Um, uh, Please remind me, did I get a photo of the missing man or anything? Like, do I have a visual reference for either of the missing men? I, I do not I believe do. you did, no. Okay. Um, well, now that I'm closer, can I... What is he... Does he look like the... Like, clothing missing, things like that. Does it seem like, oh, this is the guy who we've been finding his clothing everywhere? Yes, absolutely. He still looks relatively built, uh, even approaching his old age. Uh, the years of being a contractor uh, have kind of worn into him a certain body shape that has yet to fade. Uh, he has a um, what certainly looked sharp but is now quite ragged uh, mustache, uh, maybe a week or two of stubble. He has uh, salt and pepper hair and a giant gash down one of his arms that is uh, tied up by a uh, tearing of shirt. Okay. So now I can infer which of the men this is, probably. Um, so I'm going to hold on. I'm I'm scrolling desperately to sure uh, remember to remember the name of these men. It was Morgan Carmichael. Morgan Carmichael and George. George Sampson. Sampson. Okay. Uh, so I kind of get into his line of sight, Mister Mister Carmichael. He does not acknowledge you. Okay. Um, oh, God. I reach for his arm to pull him away. <laughs> Sorry that I'm taking this so slowly. I'm just like, I know I know something is going to happen that's just going to cause this to all kind of like, shit's just going to go off. So, um, yep. Yeah, so I grab his arm to pull him out of the way. So Jules could shoot it. <laughs> you reach forward to try to grab his arm to try to pull him to one side or another. As you as you face him, you can kind of feel the slow twisting pulsing of the light burning its way into the peripheral of your vision. Even though you are not looking directly at it, something about it compels you, drags you magnetically forward to it. It is dazzling. And even though you're not looking at it, it begins to swarm your mind a little bit. And you would stay there, maybe, in 
perfect harmony with the light, were it not for the glint of a blade and the sharp digging across the front of your chest. Oh, God. You just fucking stabbed me? Well, we'll see. Let's, uh, I guess let's introduce a tiny bit of combat. Uh, go ahead and roll a defense roll for me, Maddie. Do you know how to do that? Okay. Um, remind me what that looks like. Defending yourself. Uh, if a character is targeted by an attack, is aware of the attacker or the attack, uh, or is moving around at walking speed or faster, you can roll your agility dice. Well, I guess you weren't aware of it. Well, I'm aware of the attacker, I would sure. argue. Sure. Oh, yeah, you are aware of the attacker. That is true. Innate defense can't be botched. Uh, yes, yeah, so this would be agility plus any trait or bonus you think would aid you here. Um, so I'm thinking I could do, I could argue either perception, um, for just seeing if I am a little bit more, if I notice better that I see him coming. That sentence was not very good, but you understand what I'm saying. I do understand Um, what you're saying, and you're more than welcome to try. Great, okay. I was gonna say, I could also try and roll my lucky, but I think I can only do that once, uh, every so often, so I might want to save that. Though I guess I don't know what I'm saving it for. Um, I'm still gonna save it, though. We are literally just starting, so... Uh, what am I rolling to beat? Uh, great question. Well, it doesn't fucking matter because I rolled two wands. Oh, Mm. no. Innate defense can't be botched, and yet. But (laughs) But god, I tried my damnedest. Uh, so let's contrast that with... Oh, bud. (laughs) That's never something you want to hear your GM say (laughs) oh bud uh so what did you roll two one i rolled a two yeah okay go ahead and take six points of damage oh jesus okay so if i have my taser trained on this guy and i see this happen presumably yeah, with, um, a, with a with a with a with a loud expletive. Occurring. Yeah, I mean, you you cuss. I have a D eight in alertness and a D six in perception. Like, I think I probably noticed that you got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Can I? Especially because you were watching. Tase. Th- I mean, I was. I was. I had this. I had my taser pointed at the guy. Because civilians in these situations are unpredictable and are sometimes, you know under the control of something and a really good way to keep them from you know stabbing people is a taser uh who 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 among us can object seeing the flash of a knife um and saying you know jerking back and cussing uh i'm wait this is exactly what i've been waiting for i was hoping to preempt it if it was going to happen um but he went from you know stock still to Mr. Stabby very quickly. Um, so just training takes over and Alistair doesn't even flinch, just pulls the trigger and uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll uh, I think I roll guns but I don't know what attribute to, I have I have like a d6 in guns. I think all weapons are, st- are strength. Okay. Which is weird, but I remember this because I remember being fucked because my strength is yes. Bad. Oh, oh, it's it. Sorry, it is not an attack roll on your end. It is a defense roll on mine. Oh, oh, cool. Okay, okay, that's fun. So it's like how spells work in Pathfinder, where you have to beat it. The spell is given. 
Yeah, yeah. or or like okay. it, it's a sa- it's a saving throw. Okay, so it's a spell with a saving yeah. throw rather okay. than the attack. Okay, cool. Yeah, your <laughs> your taser is a fucking it's a fucking spell. Yes, it's your can trip. It absolutely is. Oh uh, yes, oh. my favorite can trip, taser. <laughs> taser. <laughs> I don't know what my uh, spell save DC then is in this situation, but all right, you uh, from the edge of the uh, from the edge of the basin, uh, from the edge of the water line, you fire your ranged stunner at this uh, this madman with a knife. Uh, I'm going to be rolling two d6 of vitality. Okay, I missed the mark by one. Cool. Uh, so uh, he is indeed stunned. All right. Hell yeah. What does that mean? When hit by the stunner, the target takes stun damage and makes a hard 11 resistance. Vitality, vitality roll. If they succeed, they did not. They suffer a minus one attribute step to all their attributes for one minute. This can accumulate with subsequent attacks. If they fail, they fail immediately. They fall immediately unconscious and suffer (laughs) D6 shock points. I believe there is a distinction between if they succeed. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm unconscious. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay <laughs> sorry this if they su- if they succeed they suck at everything for a minute if they fail they they go into a fucking pass wait what <laughs> what wait hang on did you just send this guy into a oh coma God, I, I don't <laughs> I just your cantrip is so OP <laughs> and this has been parascience <laughs> Chapter one. All the characters are alive. The NPC died, though. He's Uh, not dead. He's unconscious. God, I can't believe you life alerted this old man. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you was a fed. Oh, my God. (laughs) When hit by a stunner, the target takes stun damage. It makes a hard 11 resistance. Vitality plus vitality roll. If they succeed, they suck. Uh, If they fail, they fall. Yeah, hand to God. All right, and suffer D6 shock points. So here we go. All right, uh, Mork and Carmichael takes uh, four points of shock damage and more importantly, passes out. (laughs) Did you fucking kill that guy? It's... Do I have a knife in me? (laughs) Saint, get out of there. Do I have a knife? I'm leaving. (laughs) I I scoot away. Is is he do myself a little shuffle out of this fucking business? What the fuck? Morgan Carmichael does a a bit of a a physical spiral for a bit as his body collapses underneath him. He splashes into the water, uh, spraying that black water up into the air. I try and get him out. I don't want to go into the water, but I'm going to be like, I, uh, no, hold on. I'll help you pull <laughs> how, him out. How deep is the water? Okay. We're on opposite sides, though, so. that's Oh, that's true. You're going to have to sprint on over to my side, because presumably he's on my side more. Yeah, that makes sense. How wide across is this thing, anyway? Maybe about 10 feet. Okay. Oh, 10, yeah, 15 no. feet. Let's say that when he went to stab you, there was a bit of a lunge involved. Okay, so he lunged and stabbed me and then went back. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that, like... Yeah, I was also operating under the D&D thing that, like, anyone who's adjacent to the next person is technically five feet apart. Within five feet, yeah. How deep is the water look? Like, is he, like, sinking or is he, like, Mm. laying on the ground? 
Uh, absolutely less than a foot. You can see uh, parts of him are sticking out of the water. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I feel less bad about that, but... Um, he can think... definitely breathe. Okay, well... Yeah, but... Okay, well, then I think we maybe we should just, like, hang on a sec before I go. I don't need to go diving in to get him. I don't want to leave him in there, because I think that water's bad news, but, like, I also don't want to go in there, so... Um, has the, like, the light thing reacted at all? No, there is nothing encumbering the light. But it does not change its brilliance nor its pattern. Uh, Alistair, do you need to, like, take a sample or something? So, this light, is it coming from anything? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I am confused as to what it is that I am looking at in terms of, am I just seeing a source of light and I can't tell what it is? There is a blinding source of light at the front of the mm, room. Okay. You can kind of begin to see a shape just, just underneath the surface of the light, but it is very hard to glimpse at without falling to the hypnotic sway that you felt above ground in the woods. Okay. That makes oh. oh no okay now i get it i'm sorry my job is to basically get as many survivors as i can i don't you know i don't like that uh and he like gestures to the light he's like but it's you know i don't you know i don't have like an, uh, something i have to i don't have to deal with it i mostly just want to get him out of here you know so i think There's a non-zero chance that it is controlling him somehow. And I can't let you remove him from this area until we've neutralized that control. Okay. Um, well. So. Uh. I'm gonna pull out my, like, phone, um, and try to record, not pointing it directly at the light, but I want to try to record the pattern. Just for, you know, like a 15 second clip or something like that. Sure. You point your phone at the ceiling uh, and catch the light refracting off of the uh, dense concrete. Uh, when you look back at your phone moments later, you have tangible evidence that that light is indeed real and not just in your mind. It is pulsing between colors Kind of a, a light lavender, a deep yellow, and then back and forth. Um, colors that you could not discern when you were uh, observing it with your naked human eye. Samson's still unaccounted for. I need to get a closer look at whatever this thing is. Alright, well. They said no backup, but looks like I have backup. Watch my back. Uh. Uh. He looks back at like Jules and is like, mostly, oh, my yeah. God, but <laughs> I have I have uh I have a weapon, I guess. Um so I'll do my best. Jules just holds up her gun and shrugs like no big no big deal. Good. Uh <laughs> alright. I'm going to I would like to kind of keep my head angled down towards like looking at the water and move towards the light at the far end. Yeah, you, uh, you, you keep your eyes downward to the water uh, and wade closer. I presume you are stepping into the water. I'm, I am walking on the concrete. 
Oh, it, okay. Yeah. I'm... Uh, you are walking. You are walking along the side of this little basin, keeping your eyes in the water so as to perhaps uh, shield yourself from the blinding of the light. You get closer and closer to the forefront of the room, and in the water's reflection, you can begin to see the creature ahead of you. And a creature it is. It is massive and indescribable, and no part of it seems to seems to look like any sort of animal. It has no eyes, no nose, no hands. There, there is nothing humanoid about it. But it is a mouth. Affixed to this concrete surface, there is a giant mouth almost like that of a sea anemone pulsing and shifting as if it were deep underwater in some sort of coral bed from it spews that dark water and you can see it splashing into the pool in front of you rippling and distorting it but it's clear enough that you can see past the light and into its gaping maw they say we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the depths of the oceans i don't think i want to know okay uh, looks like, um, it's almost like some sort of an enemy type structure, and the water's coming from it. Still don't have eyes on Carmine, on, uh, Samson. So, um, can we hear him? Can you hear me talking? Yeah, yeah that's an like, important question. Can you hear, can they hear me talking? The room is eerily silent except for the trickling of water. But you can hear Alistair McAndrews. Okay. Well, um, not to be too grim, but, uh, you know, maybe... Mm, Spit it out, Saint. It wouldn't be unsafe to assume that maybe, uh, Samson is in the sea anemone. Entirely possible. Um... Uh, Saint, are you on the same side as me or the opposite side? I'm on the opposite side. Okay. Um. I mean, if you tell me to come around, I No, I'm gonna think about whether I want to roll the equivalent of a will check and, uh, see if I'm gonna throw you the taser. I'm trying to decide if I trust you. I don't Just have anything it. to roll with that. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Look, uh, I need to get a closer look at this thing. I don't know what kind of powers of control it can exert. So... <sighs> hit me with this, and I will telegraph that I'm going to throw the taser across the water, and then I would like to throw the taser across to Saint. Or the, excuse me, the ranged stun thing, because that's copyrighted. You can well, say taser. Okay. Wait, like, to yes. me? Yes, Alistair is throwing his stunner to Saint. Yeah, I guess I'll try and get, I, well, I can't see you. You can't? No, you're in the light, and I'm not. I'm, okay, can I, if, when I'm looking back, can I? Unless you, sorry, unless you indicated to me, because you said you wanted backup. 
to me that I didn't realize that indicated follow me. Oh, I was trying to, I'm sorry. Can... I was going to say, I'll, I'll gesture to kind of like, I want you to kind of shadow me, but like not get as close okay. as I am getting. Cool. Um, I, I misunderstood that, but if that is what you were gesturing for, yeah. then yes, that is absolutely what I would have done. So yeah, okay. okay. Now that I understand. I, I can, I'll yes, back, like are, I'll backtrack a couple of paces and throw yeah. it, throw the taser across to you. Yeah, okay, well, I'll try and catch it. What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> if I try to stab you, stun me. Ah, got it. No problem. Can do. I know how this works. So happy. Saint, who met Alistair five hours ago, yeah, has no hesitations. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, That's that duty well, plus insatiable curiosity, baby. I gotta look at this fucking thing. And one of my flaws, apparently, is gets immediately attached to people. So. Idealist? That sounds right. Yeah. Fair. Uh... I love how that's those are actually on my quote unquote flaws, but yes, those are my that's yeah. My flaw. I don't know <laughs> one of my I, I, yeah. So uh, hmm. in that case, uh, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm going to pull out my phone again, which I'm gonna say that is in like a waterproof, like very heavy duty case. Um. Because Alistair McAndrews is, in many ways, a grown-up Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, whoa, it just clicked. And, uh, yeah, and, and treats his, yeah, who also, you know, treats his technology very well. But so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a video recording. And I'm going to stick my phone with the camera pointing forward in the breast pocket of the jacket I'm wearing. So that I'm basically now wearing a body cam. Interesting. So that in case I, you know, there needs to be a record. If I don't come back, my data will come back. And I am going to step into the water and get a closer look at the anemone. You put your first foot forward into the water. And there is no effect not initially you put another foot in and still no effect but it's as you drag your third foot forward as you bump up again uh wait do we drag uh what's his face out of the water we i assumed i was no we did not so oh no you're you i was gonna say we've walked you, past yes. that yes. yeah yeah yeah. you're you're maybe at least like 10 feet okay. ahead yes jules okay. is not i i'm assuming i'm trying to get i did try to get the two of you to come closer, but not as close as I'm. Basically, I'm going ahead, but yeah, no yeah. worries. This isn't the big deal. Wait, um, so then, maybe we should clarify: Is Jules in kind of the light with us, or did you stick all the way behind? I mean, I thought I was with you guys. Yeah. Okay, great. Then you're with us. Yeah. Yeah, we um, didn't clarify, yeah. but yeah, that's Unless good. Unless y'all I mean, left no, no, me we, behind. We, we, I, we tried to get you say. to come with... Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a sometimes theater of the mind. You gotta, like, yes. check in on where Well, someone's gotta is. come and save your asses, so... It's true. It's true. I have uh, a taser, <laughs> and you have a gun, so... You have a stun gun. 
That's true. Yes, that is correct. I have a edit. You could hear like it just clipped out my voice saying taser, and it says stun gun in a voiceover. You put your first foot in the water, and you feel nothing. There is no effect. You put a second foot in and begin to wade in. It's only as your third foot scrapes forward and however little water drips down the top of your shoe as your feet begins to soak in the dark, dark water that you can feel it. An electrical sensation running up every limb at once and buzzing at the very top of your spine at the back of your brain. If the voice before felt metaphorical, this one feels very, very tangible. It is a voice with a push, with its hand on your back. Come closer. Eat. You stand in the water just a little longer, and in front of you, against the light, almost crackling with electricity, you can kind of see a shape, a humanoid shape, a bust, a face. You never saw a photo of the man, although I, I suppose you can guess. George Sampson is looking back at you. Through the darkness, through the light, and through the monster. Can I move or do anything? Or am I, like, trapped by it? You are not paralyzed. But I don't know if you know that. Come. Eat. Come. Eat. Yeah, I, I, I start repeating along with the voice. So, because I don't know if it's re- I don't know if it's audible outside and I want it on the recording- so mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm also trying to test and see if I can speak. You hear, you of course hear that that inner chanting voice. You can hear it externally as you say it. Okay. And then, from from the specter in front of you. Come on now, it'll be all right. Just walk on through. Samson's in here. The bust reaches out a hand. It is as disembodied as his torso. Come on. He wants me to go through. This is, I'm Alistair saying this out loud. There is something undeniably folksy about him. He feels like an uncle. He feels like you've seen him before. He feels familial. I've never once associated those feelings with my actual family. (laughs) Well, no, but no, but that's that's something that that's like a legitimate conflict for Alistair, like that. Oh, Alistair. Yeah, no, Ezra. no, not Ezra. I get along mostly fine with my family. No, Alistair has a moment of that's fake because that's not like he intellectually understands that that's a thing that like people associate, but he's like. Like, like, you know, cold, stuck-up New England blue bloods. Like, that's sure. that that's for people in the Midwest. And I know, but so I'm, I'm going to say that, that that actually, like, sets him back for a second. That kind of, like, jars him out of it for a second. 
Yes, I, I like that. There, There's something about your family that might perhaps feel a little sterile. I want to roll something to see if I can kind of snap myself out of it to back away. Because I think I have enough data now, kind of a thing, where it's like, okay, you know, assignment to figure out what's going on here and what happened to Samson both complete <laughs> I uh do you have blue blood as a trait? I do I have duty and blue blood I'm thinking blue blood plus willpower okay so that is a d4 yeah, for blue blood sense. and a d6 for willpower especially since you said that that aspect is kind of what jolted you back to reality um okay uh, that's a total of eight, a five and a three. Let's see. That would beat a, uh, average difficulty at its most base level. And I'm going to say, uh, that that is not quite enough. Yeah. That sounds like a hard, yeah, that sounds like a hard, while there is a flicker of doubt in the back of your mind, you are, are still kind of inexorably drawn forward. Uh, okay. In that case, I guess I will take a step forward. Um, does it seem as an outside observer that he is now moving against his will or not against his will but moving of an unnatural will there is a trance like quality to his steps forward okay uh, I would like to sing then to try and bring him back okay cool um, so that is going to be my performance and my willpower I think which as everybody knows, because this is the one thing I do. Is badass. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, it's my it's my D8 and my D10. Fuck yeah. So, um, that's a 16. Uh, a 16 to what specifically? Uh, for, so I'm rolling to sit, like, try and sing Alistair out of his trance to come back to us. Uh, alright, that would I be, uh, that would beat a hard difficulty, so, uh, hell, that would even beat a formidable difficulty, so go for it. Cool. Um, so I'm, uh, going to sing, uh, Stand By Me. Um. I love you. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do the, uh, I think the Florence and the Machine Oh, cover. fuck yeah! Yeah, um. Jules in the background. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so he's gonna, like scoot a little bit close to the edge and like crouch and like put his hand out um and start singing okay alistair how do you react to that um i think i kind of he kind of there, there's almost like a, a a twitch and and then like like he's trying to turn his head and can't quite do it and then another one and then the like Start, starts kind of swaying back and forth to the rhythm of the song rather than the light pulsing. Um, and then kind of rocks and like the sway gets stronger and stronger until it rocks back a step. And then kind of stumbles backwards a little bit. And like a will uh like put and, and kind of like puts a hand up like like what you do when you like unexpectedly get like a flashlight shine in your face and it's just like 
whatever this thing is it's using does does that like break me out of it properly i i think it certainly does the the siren call of uh saint beats the siren call of the anemone whatever it is it's using samson's face oh he's and gone the, then okay and right. i think the water is the conduit and i'm going to I would like to climb back. I would like to step back out of the water onto the side. Bro, do you take my hand? Yes. Hell yeah. Um, supposed cool. to say yeah, yeah bro. Bro. Uh, <laughs> bro. Um, and kind of like looks before he lets go, just um, unconventional assist, but very effective. And like shakes it, like shakes it one time and then like lets go. Yeah, I was going to say, Saint <laughs> shakes it, but he shakes his hand in like a joking way of like, <laughs> pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> yeah. I think we have enough to... I think I have enough information to go on and enough information to make a call. And that is... We need to shut this thing down. Alright. It's just gonna keep calling uh, people to it. So I can fucking shoot it now, right? Yeah, I, Jules, I think you could fucking shoot it I, now. It, fucking yeah. finally! Nope. <laughs> I get out of her fucking yeah, way. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know which side Jules is on, but I get out of her goddamn way. Yeah, we get out of her way. It's just a small lesbian surrounded yeah. by two gay cells. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to give you each a skill called Jules Radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a D4. You can just, you roll it and you figure out what cardinal direction Jules is for you at all times. I rolled a one. Jules is westish. I love it. <laughs> Weast? Yep. Uh, Alright, uh, care to unload? Yes. So, I will shoot my semi-auto and to do that, I put my D8 shotgun Absolutely. D8 in guns and... That should be, if memory serves, that should be the D8 you have in shotguns and then... This would be a automatic or semi-automatic shotgun. Yeah, I have or, the oh, or pump action. I have a semi-auto. Okay, spicy. It cool. does a D10 damage. Yo, what the fuck? Holy. And I have a D8. Now I'm uh, not an expert, but that does check out that shotgun does more than knife. Does a lot of damage. Yeah, I was just wondering if I can add an attribute to the D8. D8 and guns plus uh... strength. I think. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think it's agility. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Okay, um, I have a D6 in that. Yeah, so that would be uh, that would be agility plus guns plus, Jesus Christ, shotgun. Yo! Batter up. 12 total? Uh, 12 total, all right. You, uh, you open fire, let me find the monster's defense. It's right here. And I rolled a 6 damage. Okay, uh, so that was, sorry, that, what was your first number? Plus 6? Well, no, I rolled a 12 total, so I roll a... D6 and a D8. And I got a 5 on the 6 and a 7 on the 8, so it's 12. Oh, so 12 in total. D, yeah, 12 total. And then I rolled the D10 and I rolled a 6. Uh, so you aim toward the light and manage to uh, hit the spread in such a way that you do 9 points of damage to this beast. All of you at once can hear a psionic screaming echoing throughout uh, your skulls. Alistair in particular can hear the voice of George Sampson. It sounds like him.
but for everyone else, they hear a a deeply otherworldly sound. Jules does that, like, the upward shoulder cringe thing, like when you have a pinched nerve. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. God, I really hate that we all immediately know what you're talking about. Ah. (sighs) Ah. It's still... Ah, it's still Samson's voice. I think it... It's like it integrated him somehow. It's using his voice, his appearance. Maybe that's how it got Carmichael. They probably knew each other. It's using it like, uh... Like a puppet. Ugh. Or a... a text-to-speech generator, but with more personality. Jules reloads. I just, I just thought of the puppets uh, in Miss Periwinkle's living room. Uh, just my my specific pull from that. Okay. Um, no, but, no yeah. that oh, actually that completely tracks with what I know about her. Yeah. Um, well, uh, does it look like? Like, how much more do we gotta do, basically, to, to get this thing down? Does it look like it's wilting, or is it... The light... The light dims, presumably from the damage that it has taken, the light dims just enough that Saint can see what it is for the first time. Oh, God. Can we all see this? Mm-hmm. As can Jules. Okay. And you see the indescribable shifting mouth that Alistair saw earlier. So, like, as a single? Nikki? Fuck it. I will, uh, seeing that this works and having shifted from observe to, uh, fucking contained and controlled or whatever, uh, I'm gonna pull out my pistol and try to also shoot it. All right. So... Uh, in which case, uh, it's, and I'm terribly sorry to ask this again, it's guns and agility. Uh, that would be agility plus guns. Cool. Uh, plus whatever damage your gun does. So I, I, I include the damage in that first roll? Yes, because Cortex is a very bad system. What the fuck? Uh, yes, is that basically the attack roll minus the defense roll is the damage. So... Okay, so do I need to tell you the the numbers separately? No. Nope. Okay, then in that case, uh, I roll a d6 for agility, a d6 for guns, and a d6 for pistol damage. Fortunately, I have three uh, sets of dice in my palette. I'm going to post a picture of Alistair's dice palette later for this show. Um, I just need some decent lighting. So I will roll 3d6 and tell you the results. Uh, ooh, that is actually quite good. Uh, 8. 13 total. Uh, 13 total, that would be 10 points of damage. Yo, what? Alright. I mean, I did... I did see it into it, so... That's true, yes. You, um... Perhaps because you were connected with it ever so briefly, you are able to kind of see through the light-based haze and fire a full uh, clip of shots 
uh, just where it needs to go. You can hear the beast psychically screaming in all of your heads uh, as you have definitely critically wounded it. The voice of George Sampson echoes into your mind and says, Please, please don't. I just... Please, I just want to live. Do don't all of us end... hear this or just Alistair? Sorry. Just, just Alistair. Okay. It, it echoes back again. Please, this is all I am anymore. Oh, fuck. Okay. You know what? Man, got that toes the line right there. Under flaws. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, I care, but it's not that I don't care. It's just that I have other priorities. And my priority is not trying to rescue somebody I don't think is there anymore. And so I uh, reload, you know, drop the clip, pop another one in, just say, um, sorry, Mr. Sampson, but I don't think you're in there anymore. And I will shoot again. Go ahead and roll. Um, Oh, all right. That's, uh, I just rolled another 13. Six, six, and one. Okay. Um, boy, it's hardly going to be worth it, but here I go. Uh, you do 10 points of damage to the monster. You can hear it psychically scream one more time. The light completely disappears from the chamber, and you find yourself in near total darkness as the last of it refracts off of the concrete. It is... Near impossible to see, even inches in front of your face. But you can hear a crumbling and a wooden cracking all around you. Until finally, at the front of the room, a loud and sudden splash. You are immersed in darkness. The dazzling light is no more. I'm afraid it's here that we're going to have to cut our story short. What you've been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through Cortex. Our players were Ezra Kay as Eyes on the Ground agent Alistair McAndrews, and Maddie Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores, with Nikki Bolin as the monster in the woods, Jules Ortiz. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I was also the producer of this show. Our theme song was by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at Infinity Break 23, and check our website and all our other tabletop shows, live and dead, at infinitybreak.net. If you'd like to help this show succeed, there are a good many ways to do that. You can help spread the word about this show on social media and by simple word of mouth. Don't forget to use the hashtag Parascience, and while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash InfinityBreak, where you can start donating to InfinityBreak for as little as $1 a month. And finally, if you listen through Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Reviews help us rise in the podcasting charts and help more people stumble across our show, like a body in the woods. That's all for now. 
Let parascience drift into the back of your mind and let the seeds of doubt begin to plant themselves where you sleep. We'll be back in two weeks' time, right here on Infinity Break. <laughs>